Former Liberal Environment Minister Catherine McKenna called opponents of carbon taxes arsonists. An excavation of a former residential school in Manitoba has turned up no signs of unmarked graves. A women's rights advocate is urging Conservatives to protect women's spaces and categories at the upcoming Conservative Party convention. Hello Canada, it's Tuesday, August 22nd, and this is True North's Daily Brief. I'm Cosman Georgia. And I'm Andrew Lawton. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Former Liberal Environment Minister Catherine McKenna had harsh words for conservatives who oppose carbon taxes. In a post on X, formerly known as Twitter, McKenna called them arsonists responsible for the growing number of wildfires across Canada. McKenna formerly served as a cabinet minister under Trudeau from 2015 to 2021, first as Minister of Environment and Climate Change, and then as Minister of Infrastructure and Communities from 2019 to 2021, when she didn't seek re-election. McKenna wrote, quote, Conservative politicians want to fight about a price on carbon pollution. You want to make it free to pollute while Canadians pay with their lives threatened, homes destroyed, and their communities obliterated. So what are you going to do? You are the arsonists. Several wildfires have broken out across Canada this summer, most recently in British Columbia and the Northwest Territories. RCMP are currently investigating the possibility of arson as the cause, though nothing has yet been proven. Conservative leader Pierre Polyev responded to McKenna's comments after being asked about it in a press conference in Ottawa Monday afternoon. Here's what he said. Catherine McKenna, the former Liberal Minister, accused Conservatives of being arsonists over the opposition to the carbon tax. So what's your response to her comment and what do you say to climate alarmists or maybe people that say that not having a carbon tax will lead to a climate catastrophe? We, I, I, what I really worry about is the increased radicalization of rhetoric by Liberals, particularly Justin Trudeau. But uh, the nastiness and meanness that they're directing at people who disagree with their policies, whether it's Trudeau's nasty comments directed at Muslim parents, or whether it is him jabbing his finger in people's faces, and now a former Liberal minister saying that anybody who doesn't want to pay higher taxes is an arsonist. Really? Really? As if if we paid higher taxes, we'd have less forest fires? Come on. Let's get back to some common sense in this country. And let's start to bring our people together instead of tearing the country apart. Thank you. Andrew, it's strange to me that a liberal minister who has served, you know, a substantial portion uh, of the last decade overseeing Canada's response to the environment accuse the Conservatives of being arsonists while the situation hasn't really gotten much better under the current liberal government. Have the solutions the Liberals provided Canadians worked? Do carbon taxes stop wildfires? 
What's so absurd about Catherine McKenna's comments is that the Conservatives are not in government right now, and the Liberals have been in government for eight years and have a carbon tax in place, and all of these wildfires, if we are to blame them on climate change, have not been contained or constrained in any way by the Liberal government's carbon tax. So it's it's a little bit rich. I, I think the assertion in general that carbon taxes will prevent wildfires is absurd, but even if we were to accept at face value, we have a carbon tax. So if it's not adequate, that means it is the liberals who are responsible, not the conservatives or anyone in general who opposes carbon taxes. Right. And here in British Columbia, we've had a carbon tax for a whole lot longer than some of the other provinces. And it's a similar situation here. There's wildfires blazing in the Okanagan. We've seen them spread elsewhere as well. Yeah, and BC, you're right to point out, is is a particularly useful example because of how long some of these climate policies have been in place there. And and BC still, as we've seen in the last few years, has not been immune to this. Now, I, I don't want to turn this around and start sounding like the climate alarmist here and, and say to the government, well, we need to do more of a carbon tax. We need more electricity regulations. We need more fertilizer restrictions. But I fear that's where they're really landing on this, is that all of this is happening because they aren't doing nearly enough so anyone who opposes it needs to just get out of the way no human remains were found in an excavation of a church basement in pine creek manitoba which was formerly part of a residential school run by the catholic church from 1890 to 1969 the four-week excavation was conducted after a first nations tribe northwest of winnipeg hired a team of archaeologists to dig up the church basement following 14 abnormalities that were detected in the soil by ground-penetrating radar equipment. Archaeologists from the University of Brandon had regularly assisted police on excavations throughout Manitoba and were involved in this particular one. In response to the dig's results, uh, Chief Derek Nepinak says it takes, quote, nothing away from the difficult truths experienced by our families who attended the residential school in Pine Creek, unquote. This is not the only residential school excavation that has concluded with no findings of human remains. In August of 2021, a team of researchers from Shubinacady, Nova Scotia, conducted an excavation at the former residential school there in search of unmarked graves to no avail. And in October of 2021, there was an excavation on the site of the former Camsell Hospital in Edmonton, which was used to treat indigenous people suffering from TB. Some believed the dig would uncover the bodies of former patients of the hospital, but no such evidence was discovered. Calls for these and other excavations at former residential schools have been coming since early 2021, when the discussion of unmarked graves was first sparked by the announcement of a discovery by the Kamloops First Nation about detection of soil disturbances based on radar, which uh, very quickly triggered a mass discussion, and we've covered this at True North quite extensively. Uh, let me ask you about that, Cosman, because I don't see anyone really walking back their previous claims on this when we've had these stories that have come out about excavations turning up nothing. No, you're right, and I have to ask, how many times do these events have to happen? We've already seen multiple excavations turn up nothing. Also, I have to mention, recently we did a report on 
this group that was appointed by the Trudeau government to oversee this project, to oversee the investigations into the uh, residential school sites, actually turned away an international human trafficking organization that offered a helping hand. So I have to ask, what are they doing here? Do they want to confront objective reality or are they just pushing a narrative that simply isn't there? It's a tough one because we know that there were some horrific things that happened at residential schools. And we know there were children who were being schooled away from their families. And it's very realistic that parents might not have known or descendants might not have known what happened to remains. The problem with this is that there's been a narrative that's been established before the search of facts even began. And because of the commitment to the narrative, people aren't wanting to look into what those facts are. And I, I think in this case, we should be celebrating it. We should be celebrating that there wasn't this undignified burial of large numbers of unmarked graves of people who are not identified. And it seems like this uh, discovery has really been met with more of a solemn response, which I find peculiar. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and we saw it back when the first announcements were being made, Trudeau, you know, uh, put the Canadian flag at half mast. He introduced a new uh, holiday for mourning, essentially. And I think this fixation on the number of, you know, 215 or whatever it is right now, the estimates, is not healthy and it doesn't actually contribute to a positive healing for First Nations people. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A women's rights advocate is urging the Conservative Party of Canada to support the protection of women's spaces and categories amid them being compromised by rampant gender ideology. Dr. Linda Blade, who is also an author, athlete, and coach, is hoping to enshrine women's sex-based rights into the Conservative Party's policy declaration through a resolution that will be debated at next month's national convention. The Protecting Female Sports, Intimate Spaces, and Women's Rights Resolution seeks to have the party endorse the notion that women's sports, change rooms, shelters, and prisons ought to be sex-exclusive spaces. The resolution reads, quote, The Conservative Party of Canada believes that women are entitled to the safety, dignity, and privacy of single-sex spaces, for example, prisons, shelters, locker rooms, washrooms, and the benefits of women's only categories. Blade's resolution would also make the Conservative Party adopt a definition of a woman, which Blade defines as a female person. In an interview with True North, Blade said the Conservatives need to have a pro-female, pro-woman stance and need to have the courage to present Canadians with, quote, a true conservative alternative to gender ideology. Blade fears some conservative delegates will be hesitant to support her resolution due to the anticipated reaction from the liberals and the legacy media who are likely to label the resolution and the party as transphobic. 
Resolutions passed at the convention are non-binding, meaning if the resolution were to pass, Polyev would not be obligated to include it in his campaign platform, and a conservative government would not have to enact it into law. The conservative convention will take place on September 7th in Quebec City, and True North will be on the ground to cover the event. So, Andrew, you will be attending this convention uh, early September. Do you think this policy uh, will actually speak to some conservative female voters or female voters at large? I certainly think it'll speak to Canadians and conservative members. And and you mentioned the anticipated backlash, and I, I don't think you're wrong to point that out, nor is, is Linda Blade wrong to expect it. But what I, I find interesting here is that we're, we're talking about an issue where there is a huge mismatch between how ordinary Canadians view this and how the establishment media and political class see it. The fact is, if you talk to most parents, uh, especially parents of girls in communities across the country, they don't want a biological male in their young daughter's change room. They don't want their opportunities to be uh, shoved off by a male athlete that is competing against them in women's sports, especially when you're talking about the potential for scholarships and stuff like that. Uh, but we have a media that, that's quite cowardly on this. We have a conservative party in Canada that is often not wanting to speak up on this issue. And I, I think that the members, while they can't force the conservatives to put this in the platform, the members can show how decisively they believe that biological sex exists. And I think the party uh, would do well to listen to them. That's it for today, and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.